Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Did you know that Yopon is the only tea plant indigenous to the United States? Hi, I'm CJ, the owner of Emerald Coast Tea Company. We have a line of Yopon teas and Yopon tea blends that will open your eyes to tea that is literally made in the USA. Check out our entire line of teas at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. You're listening to Underground USA. Welcome back to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. Please check out everything we do at undergroundusa.com. In the days after Russia launched its invasion into Ukraine, there's accumulating evidence that Vladimir Putin has ordered warfare tactics that facilitate the commission of war crimes with deadly attacks on civilians and the use of banned munitions. Investigative journalists who are benefiting from the mass of open-source intelligence documentation coming out of Ukraine war zones are finding definitive evidence of Russia causing mass civilian casualties, including through the use of cluster bombs in civilian areas. This evidence is divined from credible video and stills of the conflict. Footage of an attack on a residential park in Kharkiv Monday shows civilians walking just prior to a rapid sequence of explosions, an explosion pattern indicative of a cluster bomb strike. Additionally, dash cam footage, also shot in Kharkiv, shows a cluster bomb detonating on a road there last Friday. And although the evidence isn't 100% definitive that Russian military forces have used thermobaric weapons in Ukraine, those weapons are indisputably deployed on Ukrainian soil. Reporters in Kyiv are describing explosions powerful and bright enough to light up the night sky like lightning, characteristic of the use of those banned weapons. Over the weekend, reporters south of Belgorod, Russia, near the Ukrainian border, reported they had seen Russian thermobaric multiple rocket launchers heading for the Ukrainian front lines. 
U.S. Senator Marco Rubio, the ranking Republican on the Senate Intelligence Committee, tweeted, Russia has now deployed TOS-1 launchers to the outskirts of heavily populated areas. Thermobaric weapons against civilian targets have zero military purpose. It would be a war crime aimed at terrorizing and slaughtering people into submission. Other Ukrainian sources posted videos of TOS-1 launchers rolling through the streets of Takmak in southeastern Ukraine. U.S. defense officials have corroborated that the Russians have deployed thermobaric TOS-1 rocket launchers in the Ukrainian battle sphere, but refuse to acknowledge their locations. Before a congressional intelligence hearing Monday, Ukraine's ambassador to the United States, Oksana Markarov, stated pointedly, they are using vacuum bombs today. The devastation that Russia is trying to inflict on Ukraine is large. The International Criminal Court chief prosecutor said evidence was being collected on alleged war crimes, crimes against humanity, and genocide as part of an investigation probing Russian actions in Ukraine. The probe was launched after 39 nations called for an inquiry to be opened. The probe will cover actions in Ukraine taken since November 21, 2013. The Lansing Institute issued a report stating, the Russians keep demonstrating serious violations of international conventions. The same war crime pattern was used in the Central African Republic and Libya. So why is this important? Vladimir Putin's use of thermobaric and cluster bomb munitions as primary weaponry as well as a penchant for ignoring international and humanitarian law, is well documented. He ordered the use of banned weaponry and turned a blind eye to crimes against humanity, both through its own military and via a Russian state-sponsored mercenary group calling themselves the Wagner Group, or I guess the Wagner Group, in Chechnya in 1999, in Syria in 2015, in Libya in 2019, and in the Central African Republic in 2021. Today, Putin has dropped all pretense of plausible deniability from war crimes through the use of a proxy group to overtly allow his military to employ the same tactics as the mercenaries. The violation of international and humanitarian law subjects that often lend themselves to interpretation and manipulation, is something that happens in every war zone. In many respects, acts of war, by definition, are crimes against humanity, and therefore every nation that engages in acts of war is vulnerable to transgressing those lines of morality. But there is a gigantic difference between the ravages of war and the deliberate decision to utilize weaponry and tactics that the overwhelming majority of the world has agreed cross the line of humanity even during times of war. So too is it a serious matter when a nation purposely ignores agreements to which they are signatories. As reported by foreignpolicynews.org, quote, On a diplomatic level, Russia has violated the obligations it agreed to under the Helsinki Final Act. This 1975 agreement between 35 nations, including the then USSR, created the framework 
for the last four decades of European security cooperation. The act also spurred the creation of the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe, of which post-Soviet Russia and Ukraine are members, tethering both to the prior agreements in the act. The act overtly reaffirms on several occasions the importance of respect for national sovereignty, territorial integrity, inviolability of frontiers, and non-intervention in internal affairs. The Act even dictates that participating states will refrain from any acts constituting a threat of force or direct or indirect use of force against another participating state. More explicitly, Russia violated its 1994 agreement under the Budapest Memorandum on Security Assurances. This security settlement essentially guaranteed Ukrainian territorial sovereignty and political independence against the other signatories in exchange for Ukraine turning over its nuclear weapons arsenal and acceding to the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty. It was signed by Ukraine, the United States... Putin's Russia and the UK in 1994, and jointly reaffirmed by the United States and Russia in 2006. With Putin's unprovoked invasion into Ukraine, he has blatantly violated an international agreement that literally disarmed Ukraine as a threat to Russia. He overtly and purposely violated a treaty that removed Ukraine's ability to possess a lethal deterrent to a Russian invasion. By invading Ukraine, after having provided guarantees to not only the Ukrainian people, but also to the international community, that he would respect Ukraine as an independent and sovereign nation, he proves that his intention to invade Ukraine was calculated and premeditated to add injury to insult, literally. Conclusive evidence is mounting that Putin has greenlighted the use of both cluster bombs and thermobaric weaponry in the conflict. His use of banned weaponry can only be seen as the measure of his contempt for the Ukrainian people, people he sees as not deserving of the protections of international and humanitarian law. Human Rights Watch cited a 1990 Central Intelligence Agency report that describes the effects of a thermobaric explosion in a confined space. Quote, Those near the ignition point are obliterated. Those at the fringe are likely to suffer many internal, thus invisible, injuries, including burst eardrums and crushed inner ear organs, severe concussions, ruptured lungs and internal organs, and possibly blindness." Unquote. The Nazis created crude versions of these weapons during World War II, and both the Soviet Union and its successor nation, Russia, have employed them since the 1960s using them against China during the Sino-Soviet conflict of 1969 and in Afghanistan in 1979. Putin also ordered them used in Chechnya and has provided them to separatist rebels in Donbass in eastern Ukraine prior to the current conflict. To 
provide perspective, the United States used these weapons, more commonly known in the West as daisy cutters and Moab munitions, in Vietnam and in the mountains of Afghanistan, respectively. The major difference between the U.S. use and Putin's use of these weapons is that the U.S. deployment of these weapons was exclusively limited to war zones, as permitted by international law and the Geneva Conventions. Putin's deployment of these weapons, on the other hand, is being implemented indiscriminately, which is a clear violation of international and humanitarian law. So as I opined in an earlier article, and on a recent podcast, Putin has forever ceded both his credibility and his claim to morality. He has, by his abdication of his commitment to international treaty and law, and through his repeated use of banned weaponry, that fall into the category of weapons of mass destruction. And don't give me this BS about, oh, here's the weapons of mass destruction thing again. Ignore it. Ignore it. I condemn that mindset. When weapons like this are being used in violation of treaties, you stand up and you say no. Putin must be seen as a threat to every nation on the face of the planet. He's demonstrated that his word means nothing, and that his guarantees are hollow. And since he can't be trusted, we must embrace the fact that there is no limit to what he'll do to achieve his goals, including the summoning of Armageddon by way of the unthinkable. If there was ever a case for regime change, if there was ever a case for a people looking at their leader and removing him from power, not because of ideology, but because he's slaughtering people, this would be it. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. Please sign up for our newsletter. Come straight to you. We don't want to filter this through the social media and, and the overlords of the internet anymore. This kind of information needs to come straight to you so that they can't block it from you, so that their propaganda campaigns can't continue to manipulate the information that we consume. It's important. The survival of the world, when you, we start talking about nuclear weapons like Vladimir Putin is doing, depends on it. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Savato. We'll be right back after this. He calls democracy messy, props up the Chinese Communist Party, praises Xi and his regime, known for violent oppression, invests in Chinese military companies. A defector? No. It's BlackRock CEO Larry Fink, the CEO of a major American company who's gone all in on China. Can he be more anti-American? Larry Fink, BlackRock. Taking your money, betting on China. Message paid for by Consumers Research, an independent educational 501c3 nonprofit organization. Log on to www.consumerresearch.org to learn more.